0: joining us again. Another episode, another spoof-type film this time, Jared. We're into week two, by the way, of uh, coronavirus isolation. Mm. And how are you going, mate? How are you going with it?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not isolated, mate. Yeah? <laughs> I'm an essential service, I think. <laughs> oh, you're still you're still at work? I'm still at work, yeah. I thought you'd been shut down. Nah, uh, kids aren't there, but we are. Okay. So, yeah. I've been in isolation for... A- About a week, a week and a half now. Okay, good. Can you just stay there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll try my best to stay there. How are you going, though? Are you you sort of uh, going a little bit stir-crazy? Are you getting on the internet and posting rants or anything? Oh, no, so far so good. But i tell you what, mate, if it goes for months, it'll be difficult.
2: Will it, though? That's my...
1: We'll get a lot of viewing time in. True, we'll see a lot of movies. Yeah, which no, is I know fair enough, but, We'll, um, uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't drag on too long. But yeah, us hope not.
0: All right, look, um, before we get into it, just a quick, just was talking about the coronavirus because you know let's let's be honest, it's not all shits and giggles, although you'd swear it was all shits based on the amount of <laughs> <the> roll <Dunyroll> getting getting <laughs> stockpiled. Yeah,
1: but as I said to you, um, I, I uncovered a, I uncovered a a stockpile that I didn't realise I had. It was in my garage and I'd pulled a tarp back and realised I'd, I'd left a large block there un, <laughs> untouched. That was very lucky, mate. So I've got that much that I'm, I'm going to start TPing people's houses for laughs again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the next-door neighbor's going to come in for some heat. <laughs> I guess the thing I wanted to bring up quickly is just the um, shutdown of all the cinemas, mm. the impact that's going to have, but it's going to have kind of – a weird sort of double effect, initially you're going to get obviously nothing in cinemas. Yeah. But then you're going to get a lot on streaming quickly, you know, like Mm. they're already talking about things like um, Bloodshot and all those sorts of things that came out only like a week ago.
1: Yeah. Pretty much going on on to
0: streaming or to direct a video, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Which for me, that's
2: fine because I wouldn't have seen that shit in the cinema. Yeah. So that's fine.
1: But it's going to have a fairly big impact on film, you would think, in general. Well, it's going to have an impact on the bottom line on those. Like, obviously, they get something from the scre- uh, from the streaming, but it's hard to miss out on. You know, if it's a if it's a hit, it's hard to miss out on a few hundred million in the cinemas before you're going to get some of that streaming dollar anyway. And and uh yeah, I look at something like Onward, which seemed to have hit. Just as it all sort of uh, turned to, um, oh, as, just as it like it basically didn't get a chance in the cinemas here. I think it was preview screenings, and that's about it. And yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. And I think well, they probably just missed out on a couple of hundred million over the bloody school holidays. Talking about America, talking over here, it's small potatoes, but they missed out on the school holiday money. And yeah, yeah.
0: Look, I guess it's just half of the course with this this stuff i mean this is could be ongoing for quite some time so
1: yeah
0: i guess it's smart smart move by big big name films like fast and the furious and um,
1: james bond and, and wonder woman and all that to push further yeah. away well i heard the fast and the furious was cut, dropping back a year and i thought oh geez that's that's pretty uh, that, that's a big move but then yeah. when you know when you look at uh, a few weeks gone by and it could could be months yet, you think, oh, well, it's probably the best move, really. Yeah. Oh, no doubt.
2: It's the best thing they could possibly have done because essentially it, it
0: gives them a window to still make some money. Yeah. It would have been you nice know, if like-
1: Diesel was in self-isolation whilst the movie was being filmed, but, you know, we can't have everything. <laughs> you're, really, you're really not happy with this, bike, that fight, bike, Oh, look, after watching Bloodshot, I'm just like, nah, it's, it's – I was already on this sort of on this track but the the, the lack of charisma mate, there's just no charisma from the body the charisma <laughs> of the bloke <laughs> it's funny because
0: um you know I mean the Fast and the Furious films like he was talking enough about how he wasn't going to you know he wasn't they weren't going to run running run scared from the the virus but Maybe some smart heads prevail because
1: you've got to make some money yeah, on these well, that's your why films, you, right? Yeah, well, that's why you don't let him make all the decisions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, well, look, our movie tonight, we're back to Arnie territory. I don't know whether to call this comedy or action. Which one is this for Arnie? It's kind of fantasy. It's The Last Action Hero from 1993. We'll go to a break and here's the trailer for Last Action Hero.
3: This is a magic ticket.
0: What would you do? I'm
3: in a movie.
0: Who the heck are you?
3: Don't shoot me. I'm a kid.
0: If you could join your favorite hero on the big screen.
3: Yes. And what would he do? If I go, how do I get back? If you brought him to the real world. Things were different here. Darn it. That hurt. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody down. Last Action Hero. Rated PG-13. The fun begins on June 18th.
0: Last Action Hero, from 1993, directed by John McTiernan, who directed Die Hard and Predator. Produced by John McTiernan and Stephen J. Roth, who produced Scrooged. The stories by Zach Penn, who wrote X2 and Ready Player One, and Adam Leff, who wrote Biodome. <laughs> and the screenplay is by Shane Black, who wrote The Nice Guys, and David Arnott, who wrote The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. There's about half of Hollywood
1: could get a credit on
0: there, couldn't they? <laughs> That's right. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater, F. Murray Abraham as John Practice, Charles Dance as Benedict, and Austin O'Brien as Danny. The budget was 85 million dollars estimated. I'd suggest it was possibly a touch higher than that. I would say somewhere about 100 million, and the box office was 137 million worldwide. Now just to sort of expand upon what Jared just mentioned then about pretty much every man and his dog in Hollywood um, writing on, do, doing some work on the screenplay. But the two-time Oscar-winning screenwriter William Goldman did a polish on the script and his fee for that polish was a tidy 750K. Well, I actually read.
1: <laughs> and I believe
0: it, his, it was four weeks. I actually read record.
1: it was, uh, and this is from that Empire article, they quoted a mill. A million, a million for the politics And Shane Black <laughs> was going in depth. He's just saying that's so, you know, we've got every writer in Hollywood writing on this so that, you know, when when the thing is a turkey, they can say, well, it wasn't my fault. I hired all the best people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are your thoughts on The Last Action Hero? Uh, look, it's. <sighs> Even now, watching it, you you you're still kind of the concept is still somewhat sort of exciting, like that it's it's a little kid that gets to go and live out, you know, the movie that he's he's obsessed with, basically. And it was targeted at people like us, you know, it was people that were in the cinemas all the time or watching movies all the time. It had an action movie hero. Which was right up our alley, and then it contains you know it even contains a villain that 's got a bit of a slasher type element, and um, so it was right yeah. up our alley and then when you get you get the caliber of people working on it that they did it 's just hard to fathom how it sort of didn 't quite work out well it 's once yeah. once you hear the stories afterwards it 's not, but the people involved were were you know top top notch but then you read about how Arnie was having his sort of influence on it and how you know Shane Black was brought in and Zach Penn was absolutely filthy because of the changes that were made and then Black gets fired Goldman polishes Black gets invited back and then he's but he's insulted so he doesn't come back and all like it all, it's just it's crazy what was going on and then hearing about the little tiffs between John McTiernan and, you know Zach Penn had a cameo and he reckons John McTiernan shot it and purposely left him out of the frame and, like, Just stupid things like this. So, yeah, it it should have been much better. I feel like it should have had like almost a Deadpool level of violence to really ram home that parody. And, yeah, there's just a couple of things that that it didn't have. You can see it feels like a few people's ideas that were were just not developed. There's some good ideas in there that aren't developed. There is some laughs and there is a a little bit of classic Arnie material in there that does work, but overall it, it just misses too much i probably end up at a three. There's parts of it where I was at a two three? and a half because of just the, the length and the, the, there's some drudgery, but three, three <laughs> for mine.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll go slightly
0: lower. I'll go, well, we're two mm-hmm. and a half. And it's just because, you're right, it has it has moments where it kind of finds its groove and, and it, it works okay, but it is just let down by – some absolutely sh- shithouse puns and sort of one-liners that don't work, and action stuff that's pretty fucking yeah. average. Like it's pretty sort of generic. And what I think the 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 everybody involved missed the mark. That Arnie was already doing this kind of stuff in ninety percent of his films. Yeah, phenom- well, it's sort of this kind of wink-wink at the
1: audience sort I of I mean, thing. it's clearly supposed He'd to be He's always parody. done that. It's clearly, you know, some of those lines that miss are clearly supposed to be purposely on the nose, but there's some of them you don't even laugh at. And, you like, you're spot on with the action. When, you, when you're making a movie like this, parodying it, the action should be so fucking over the top. And they get to it a couple of times, but they never... They never land. You know, it's not supposed to be an Arnie movie. It's supposed to be yeah. the most ridiculous Arnie movie you've ever seen, and it never got there, you know? Yeah, that's right,
0: which is, which is disappointing because there, there, there was enough quality people involved to make something really mm. interesting and probably could have gone further. Like, for me, one of the big letdowns is I actually felt they should have gone into the real world earlier like bring the fictional characters into the real world earlier and have that as a as sort of an interesting take
1: yeah. on what was I going mean, on. And maybe yes and no, out. like you do have to, you had to be in Arnie's world because that's where the, that's where the, that's where the, the over-the-top action scenes and, and the, the body counts and stuff have to take place. As soon as you, as sure. soon as you take you it, it into the there. real world, there's, there's some room for parody but you miss out on that stuff, like.
2: Well, maybe it should have been
1: 50-50 and maybe it's shorter film because, fuck, it is Yeah, long. I think it should have been shorter. And, and for no reason. But I don't think – I don't necessarily think they needed more time in the real world. I think it, heading into the real world for the third act and whatever was, was probably the right move. I guess
0: what they were going for there was the whole Arnie, Arnie meets Arnie yeah. type of thing that they ended up doing, which was actually well, pretty Well, it was okay. I felt it's like they enjoyable. watched some of that too. Well, they did. They never got anything 100% no, no, right, they, they always bought yeah. something, and a lot of it was because I think Arnie's tongue's always been in cheek in the majority of his films. Yeah. So when you get to this, you're kind of like they were really pumping this up, and I've got a really good book that has a chapter on this movie called Fiasco, mm. and that's what they were saying. They were saying these guys were so – it's a can't-miss property. But they were wrong that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't can't miss. It could definitely miss. And well, it could have, it, and they could
1: also have been, that, like, I still look at it and I just think it's, it is the big misfire in Arnie's career because it could have been really, really good. And they, yeah. they fluffed it. As you said, they, they, they pull back. They go to a PG 13 when if you probably go a little further than that, you can start really taking it to where Arnie movies haven't quite gotten to, but essentially are. I mean you look at, you know, it's this is this should be McBain. Yeah. And it it a couple of times exactly. it a couple of times it got close, but never never quite got there when it needed to.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um that was probably its
0: its weakness is it kind of teeters on not greatness, but it teeters on being something
3: mm.
0: different and 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 interesting. Look to kick off with the likes you you summed it up. The plot, the idea of the the kid being pulled into the into the the movie, and sort of knowing and having this knowing understanding of what's going yeah. on. It's a great yeah, premise. Well, it is.
3: Like it's a premise it's, that works. It's,
1: um, you know, it's every movie fan that watches a genre and. You know, tears it apart. It's kind of like Scream, but if someone was in the movie, you know, he's kind of like Randy in Scream. He knows what's going on. Yeah, but they they sort of exactly. use him to they use him, and the intention was that they use him to subvert the tropes, you know, and 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 survive. And they start on that track, but it, it sort of gets
2: lost along the way. Yeah. But I, I look; it's a decent
0: premise for a, an action film that's trying to do something. Well, this different. is the
1: thing; it's not. And, so, as it stands, it is just what Arnie had done, but it, that's not what it was supposed to be, right? It should have been the comedy, but th- that satisfied the action fans as well because it was a knowing kind of nod. Yeah, and, and 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 in
2: saying that,
0: you know, this is probably going into the dislikes a bit early, but. In saying that, like there was no real wit to the comedy. No. Uh, in places, there were little, there were moments where you kind of you had a laugh at something. And it was like, oh well, that you know, that was kind of that was not a
1: bad yeah. gag. It feels like you know that. But a lot of the humour was kind the humour and the, and the subverting of the you know the knowledge of the genre is what should have elevated it. And uh, it yeah. just yeah, it didn't have that. But uh, as you said, the, like even now, the idea I get, I I, I, I watch it and I think. To me, this this one's probably remake territory, you know? Someone might still oh, have no a deal. good idea to, to offer with this premise. You know? I totally agree.
2: Surprisingly, I think the soundtrack's actually
1: not that bad. Oh yeah, like when um, when they when they cranked it up in in um in the movie in Jack Slater's world, I know it was supposed to be sort of part of the parody, but when as yeah. soon as Akadanka, you know, starts cranking, I was absolutely loving it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Funnily enough, Akadaka's got a song called Got Me By The Balls. That's exactly what was going on, right <laughs> Got <laughs> You By The Balls. And you know what? They
0: chuck in a couple of, you know, crunchy guitar, prog rock, bloody wank songs, but they work. Akadaka's there, which always works, and I actually kind of like the musical cues Generally, like a couple of times, they just threw in little um, nods to like Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and things like that. Like you'd hear just a, a few notes from their soundtracks, mm. and I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a, a cool way of just sort of integrating that this is, you know, we're looking at this movie as a whole parodying parodying all these type of films
1: that we yeah. know of. So happy with that. Thought that yep. was pretty good. I actually um, thought the uh, you know what? the opening scene. Was a nice little parody of action flicks. I thought that's where they—that was one of the parts they got got right. I thought they were ticking a few of the boxes. That was where. Speaking of the quips, the uh, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. (laughs) That's that's one of my. Though I actually felt that one worked (laughs) because it was so bad, but it was sort of supposed (laughs) to be, and Uh, yeah, and it was like. Maybe it's Arnie's delivery for me. It was just like. Oh, the fuck. funny thing is, though, I thought of that and then I thought of True Lies. And I was like, a little bit of me was like, what's the difference? Like, <laughs> that would have fit right in. <laughs> um, but no, that was, the one yeah, where I felt, that was the one where I felt the self awareness was actually there in that yeah. scene. And then you get, you know, Tina Turner racing in for a second yeah. to Im- implore him not to go in. <laughs> and he jobs that money. to shoot yeah, the lieutenant governor at, like, randomly. <laughs> Tell me when the governor gets here. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I actually really like that. It ticked a few boxes there. I
0: thought the open scene at least set some set the scene. We got to understand, yeah, Jack Slater. We knew he was a big babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they 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 went kind of over the top, and you kind of knew, okay, this is what we're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought the two villains were actually pretty good. Yeah. Charles Dance and Tom New- yep. Noonan. I thought they both worked out quite nicely. Uh, actually, yep. I was a bit surprised because I didn't. I initially didn't even think about the villains. I mean, barely even remembered him.
1: Well, Charles Dance. Uh, until is, I sat down, Charles it. Dance is just—he's uh, just, you know—he's a good actor, and so he's allowed to kind of go over the top too here, and he has a bit of fun with it. You actually get a little bit of what made him good in Game of Thrones here. You know, the the swami kind of type, and he's you know he. He's got a couple of good lines, like when he keeps getting annoyed with his boss, his boss getting the saying wrong, he's like, that's pie, you Sicilian smuck, and all this sort of stuff. And then Arnie, when he says, are you the henchman? And he goes, goes, I only go so far as lackey. (laughs) He gets to have a lot of fun with it.
0: My favourite is, um, what does he say to him? He says, I snap my fingers and sometime tomorrow you will appear out of... Numerous
1: dog rectay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I think he was, he was. just good. Good casting. Yeah, and he has a, he has a number of really good. I believe ones. he wasn't actually um, in it till the Goldman Polish.
2: Yeah, because I believe the Shane Black one had the guy who runs the mm. cinema. He's yes. the devil. <laughs>
1: I don't know what the fuck was going on Well, there, but you know what? But, that actually sounds like fucking Broforce, the game that I play that's like a parody of all the action movies, and I think that might have worked. <laughs> might have worked. It might have. It might have worked. You know, it's, it might have worked. It's silly, but um, that's that's what it is. That's what it was supposed to be, you know? Yeah, and it might have worked. Again, and you don't know it's, because- It's a couple of years ahead of the curve, mate. Arnie did fight the devil. That's where we got to.
2: So, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> they true. weren't wrong.
2: So, it was kind of ahead of itself. Yeah, you're right.
0: Oh, my. I love Arty's Hamlet. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> I love the yeah, Hamlet that was stuff. Awesome. I thought that was really cool. Not funny. only that it was really cool. Yeah, not only
1: that it's, it's you know, delivering the, you know the, the Hamlet lines and whatever, but you get the trailer voiceover. Yeah. Like, the guy says – I can't remember what he says. He says something like there's – he says something about something stinks in Denmark or something like, yeah, or something's rotten in the state <laughs> of Denmark and Hamlet's taken out the trash.
0: He <laughs> 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 so to be or not to
1: be. Not to be. <laughs> yeah, that was gold.
0: Oh, God, yeah, I loved that. It was like the Hamlet stuff. That was the kind of shit, like, it. that reminded me of, like, Thunder, yeah Thunder, yeah. <laughs> the start of Trobbing Thunder, you know, where they all have a trailer for their latest movie, and it's, a,
1: it's an absolute piss <laughs> yeah. take on everything, yep. you know. And I thought that was perfect. That was really, mm. really cool. What do you um, think of the cinema that he frequents? I thought it slightly uh, resembled uh, Greater Union in town just before it got torn down. <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looked like a bloody off, <laughs> off street porno theater, you know, as far as I can tell. It
2: was
0: pretty yeah, it dicey. Was pretty, yeah,
1: it wasn't wasn't the place I'd be going to uh, to watch <laughs> films on my own. I don't think.
0: No, for some reason I just love the screaming captain.
1: Yeah, like he doesn't
0: make any sense. Hard
1: forces
0: you to say, going, ah! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what
1: about but whenever, whenever but you can understand what he's saying? There seems to be this theme of. That some organisation is up his ass, but he keeps he keeps <laughs> saying it in different ways. Like he's he's there going, "I got to save the Eagle Foundation." Tap dancing on my Hershey Highway. <laughs> every he, every time he says it, it's a different organisation doing something with a different name for his fucking backside. <laughs> it's yeah. gold.
2: I love that. And for some for some reason, I mean that's the that's
0: the piece of genre stuff that I kind of love, yeah. You know, that's... because that always gets mileage. It's always yeah. funny. It's well, always I mean, we're funny. still
1: talking about how um, much we like that in Bad Boy, you know. Joe Pantoliano's yeah, yeah. character. Yeah, that's right. Not only he's a good actor, but essentially because every time something goes wrong, he blows his top, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I kind of
0: love that, and
2: he doesn't overstay his welcome. And he has this piss-funny line when he goes, deep down, you guys love each other. And he goes Just how do I feel about that this weird sound
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm
3: like,
0: yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, he's good. He's um, good. So I really like that. I there's a, there's one sequence that I I I never I never even remembered it. He walks into his dodgy apartment yeah. with yeah, the kid immediately starts firing shots into the into, into the the, uh, yeah. the closet opens the door, the bloke falls down, he's dead. And the kid goes, how the hell did you know he was in there? And he goes,
1: in there. <laughs> yeah. And then you see, you know, once the bloke falls out. i had to
0: pay for hundreds of Once the bloke doors, falls out, I mean. his
1: entire wardrobe is the shirt, the jacket, Yeah, you know, 10 pairs of the same <laughs> boots and 15 guns lined up. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I like that.
2: Yeah, I like
0: that. Arty just pulls it off with a yeah, bit. Yeah, so cool that's the,
1: that's where the parody kind of works, you know. It was one of one of a few sequences where the, where it was on point. I thought.
0: Now, for me, there is a large portion in the centre that
2: doesn't work at mm-hmm. all. That I will yep. get to. I do. Once they've moved into the real world,
0: that shit works. The finale is actually the best part of the film for me, where he has to take on the Ripper back up on top of the thing and he he shoots it out Mm. with him and then he he saves Arnie or Arnie tackles him, you know, Jack Slater.
1: But to me... There's that whole thing about... Like, I I didn't mind that scene, but to me that's, that's where a lot of the... That's where it's Arnie being Arnie, right? I didn't get the parody until, you know, after he punched some windows and things like that, and then he's like, oh, that hurts. We get a little bit of that, yeah. but then the rooftop stuff I felt was a little bit of Arnie being Arnie. Yeah, it was. I probably we got that in Jack Slater world yeah. too, like, yeah. And
0: I guess the problem, and I'll get, the, the, I think it's biggest problem is its inability to work out exactly what it wanted yeah, to be. sure. And so it fluctuates from, from scene yeah. to scene. I did actually, I liked you know, that stuff. The Jack Slater world, there's plenty and of I liked parodies.
1: the way up, I liked it in the way in. I wasn't so sure about the movie premiere idea, but I liked how the slasher walks in and then Tom Noonan's there. I loved how Arnie's talking about, oh, there's um, Time there's Magazine and he's Maria Shriver, like it, the actual yeah, real they, Maria Shriver. In, talking about that talk shit? Don't talk about the hotel, uh, don't talk about the restaurant, tacky, and then. And then he's there talking about it she drags him away. Yeah, it's embarrassing to call him him a low forehead or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
0: stuff worked out nicely. And I just felt that that was probably the best, I guess probably one of the better ways to bring it all together. But you're right, you don't get parody there, do you? Because there is nothing to parody. Like, the only thing to parody is that, Jack Slater looks like Arnie, and the celebrities look a Yeah, and they stuff.
1: get a little bit of that. They get a little bit of mileage out of the Planet Hollywood, and they but then when it's Jack and the the Ripper and Charles dance, and this is where I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be easy because you have to kind of simultaneously. I think what they're trying to do is simultaneously write a write a good action movie that parodies yeah. Arnie. You know, the original character was Arno Slater, so like we know who we're who we're trying to trying to take shots at. So to actually get Arnie in the movie should have just been just a, a, an absolute win. But it sort of, yeah, it turned out. Could – let me ask you this, Jared. Could
2: it have worked with another action star? Um, like could this
0: sort of thing have worked with another action star that maybe had oh, a, was a better actor? It couldn't have worked with
1: Seagal. It could have worked. With, I think it could have worked with a Stallone. No. Yes, it could. <laughs> <laughs> yes, could have worked for the I think. I think. I think it, it, <laughs> it could have worked. Well, can I just say that uh, Zach Penn said when they watched every action movie they could find, that they, they were loving it, but watching Steven Seagal movies was fucking soul crushing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think it well, could have with a it worked with but Stallone. It could have worked with Stallone. Could have worked with Arnie. Too. He, like, it should have worked with Arnie. Because yes. um, Arnie's, look, yes. he's, not, he's not Mr. Comedy. He was but- larger
0: than life then too, So, and he was the biggest action star yeah. on the planet, so it kind of made sense to
3: use yes, Arnie. Yes,
1: it did. But uh, I, I think, yeah, mainly it's it's not necessarily Arnie that's the problem. I think he, at times there's, there's points that show that it could have worked with him anyway. But, yeah, Arnie's been Arnie, yeah. like, and that's what the film yeah. wanted. It just... Didn't deliver but as you said, Arnie's always doing a bit of that cheese and, and kind of, you know, he's always had tongue-in-cheek tongue, tongue in, cheek in in some of these see, movies, but I just felt it needed to ramp it up outside of Arnie as well and didn't, that's where it probably didn't. But anyway, like, yeah. so, still staying for the last few likes, the parts where the parody kind of worked, funnily enough, some of it was the driving, <laughs> like every time... Yeah. Uh, like that—that that first car chase, for example, you have the car chase, which is all right. Then he drives past this bloody convoy of coke trucks, and there's a bloke wearing a <laughs> coke hat. And you get a bit of the, you know, the, the shots at product placement. You have a bit of a laugh there, and Arnie's lighting bloody cigars with dynamite, and in the background there's a car that just goes fucking flying, Fly over the top d- and blows up. <laughs> but not only that, there's other parts where he's just driving normally. And you see, like, he's talking to the kid, cars and cars, swerving. as soon as he gets close, other cars just start swerving for no reason and, like, going out of the way. <laughs> and there's one bit that I was absolutely fucking in stitches about was when he's leaving the police station, and for no reason whatsoever, he's not in a hurry or anything, he goes out the, he goes out the exit, like, it clearly says entry and exit, and then he goes out the exit, and then you see <laughs> someone else come steaming down and crash into the wall and go, fuck, Slater, and start yelling at him. And I was like, see, that's where the parody of the playing by the own rules stuff works a treat because, yeah. you know, for no yeah. for no reason whatsoever he drives out the exit. <laughs> like, yeah, that works. <laughs> that's the stuff that should have been there even thicker than it was, you know. That's
0: why something like Naked Gun
1: works a yeah, treat. Yeah, yeah
0: that whole sequence in Naked Gum where he parks his car and the fucking the funny airbag goes off. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets out and starts getting real big and the car takes off its own accord and he blows it up and starts going, did anyone see the driver?
3: <laughs> that shit works a treat.
0: You know? And it's those moments that you just mentioned is, is
1: what is the funniest
2: yeah. and
0: works Yeah, well. and you, only,
1: you, you don't so, get many of them. Like. So I didn't mind the. I know there's a lot of people that don't like the blockbuster sequence. I actually didn't mind that that mainly because uh, not necessarily the Stallone thing. I did get a laugh out of the Stallone thing, but the fact that every bird in there is super hot, and then he's kind of like the kid actually references that. You know that that's the stuff that sort of works for me. Yeah, I also liked uh, I liked the Robert Patrick cameo. A little bit confused about the Sharon Stone one, but but Patrick strolling out of the police station was excellent and. There was another thing about that whole cop setup that I think they, they fluffed too, which I'll talk about later on. But there was another part of that that should have worked. I'm not worked. sure about Whiskers. Whiskers was a, yeah, he was he's a dislike for me. A very big yeah. mistake. That didn't make no. sense. All, all well, that I got, got, got to got was who um, framed it. Yeah, well, I've, rabbit. Got, I've, got a, uh, I've got a little bit to say about Whiskers and uh, that whole setup later on. But yeah, that, that stuff didn't work. Yeah, more of the, more of the other driving other out the exit. I needed more of that. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have any other lines? Um, no, not. Well, well, I did get one more chuckle out of when they go into the real world. Oh, sorry, before they get to the real world when he's, when he's talking to uh, practice. And he goes, yeah. Danny, told me not to trust you. He said you killed Mozart."
3: <laughs> and the folks there going, Mo who?
1: Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I really like that. They yeah. should have had, I think they should have had more lines like that than the quips. They should have played more on exactly. misunderstandings. Like when he said, you know, I'm the famous, who he said, oh yeah, I'm the fam- famous. Said, oh, yeah, I'm that famous comedian. Arnold Arnold Schwein- Arnold, yeah, Arnold, Arnold Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the famous comedian. Yeah, that stuff, that stuff, um, uh, Maybe that's where the real world little, stuff can come well, in a bit more.
2: It's not great champagne comedy, but it's it's more witty than some
0: of the shit they kind of hang their yeah. hat on for long stretches. They hang their hat on one particular sequence I fucking hated, mm. and it's because they don't go for enough of that sort of misunderstanding. Jack Slater's a kind of a bonehead, and and the kid, you know, the kid's got to sort of yeah. rescue him. Do you know what I mean? Like that could have worked both ways in in Slater's world and yeah, the real. Yeah, for world. sure. But it seemed like they didn't no, bother. No. After about half
2: an hour, they just stopped doing yeah. it. You yeah, know? that was Any no, other that life was for me. All right. The biggest problem with
0: the film for me is exactly what I said before. What I touched on before is it just didn't quite know what it wanted to be. No. Did it want to be an action film that had? Humorous elements that were spoofing the genre. Did it actually want to be a spoof, kind of like Naked Gun? Was it trying to be a comedy with a sort of coming of age element or a kid and him sort of? Was it an adventure? Mm. I didn't
3: know what it was. Well, for
1: me, this is where, you know, it departed from the original stuff. Like, I think Zach Penn and, and, Who's the other bloke that originally wrote it? Yeah, they,
2: they, they knew. I
1: think they knew what they wanted. But I think it just sort of drifted. Like Like when I was watching it, I was saying this needed to be more violent. That was one thing I was saying. I was saying these shootouts needed to mm. be ridiculous. You know, they needed to have people getting limbs blown off and things like that. Mm. And I think, not particularly that sort of thing, but as far as I know, their script... Was that when I went back and read about it? It said that's what they had gone for. They'd gone really over the top with that sort of stuff, and not spoof, but they had tried to parody the genre in that sense. You know, they tried to have more of that that cop, you know, um, laughing at the cop living by his own rules, and then taking the kind of violence that you see in those movies to the extreme, which is, I think that sh- that should have happened. Yeah, in that way, when you and get those that- straight straight down the line action sequences that Arnie had. That's what you're getting. The difference is that you're getting these extreme ways that people are getting dealt with and stuff like that.
0: The interesting part of it for me is reading that book of mine is that it seemed like Arnie didn't really know what he wanted to do either. No. Like he was kind of, he wanted to be in the PG-13 world and have the the whole relationship with the kid. And then after it turned into a flop, he comes out and says, oh no, people don't want that. They want the violence and and the gore and stuff that Arnold's known for in his action films.
1: I'm like, mate, yeah, nice I think he—he right. um, didn't seem to know what you I wanted. I think he to got do. caught up in the business. I think his input was more of the sort of business, and because I think part uh, Black was probably on there, in you know, because of Arnie. And I don't yeah. know whether uh, I have a feeling that Shane Black would have been good for this too. Like the stuff that, because he reckons none of his stuff is there, none of his lines and stuff stayed in there. Maybe not so none what of is it, it, but. but you know, he, he said a, lot of, the, a lot of dialogue. He said essentially the lines that they'd written were all gone because, I mean, he writes really good action that's funny anyway. So he was probably the man mm. to handle. Like I think that was probably a sound choice to get a guy like him who writes action and could yeah. have, you know, maybe been the man to ramp up that stuff that he's known for to that next level. By the
0: sound of it, Black went right over the top. And then Arnie comes back in and says, "Oh, I want I want William Goldman to punch up the the whole thing with the mm. kid." And that that's not a good. It's not a really good mix. The book sort of indicates that Arnie brought us to have Goldman to come in after Black and that had written their version. Yeah. To kind of re um, have the relationship between him and the kid, mm. because obviously, remember, Arnie had just had Terminator too. Yeah which had done something similar, right? So Goldman comes in for four weeks at 250K a week <laughs> um, to have a crack at it. And I'm not knocking William Goldman. He's, he's an excellent screenwriter. There's no doubt about it. But whether this is his bread and butter, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that
1: no, to me. I wouldn't have thought and that. And then
0: after Goldman finishes, allegedly they bring Black back.
1: Yeah, well, so initially they wanted Black to come back and he was he was not happy because this was when apparently um, Black was also having difficulties with John McTiernan because after they'd been sacked from the film, they were invited back by Arnie to, to have a chat about something and McTiernan saw them and thought he was being undercut. So he was ropeable, but then, yeah, as, as they said, they got invited back but they were not happy with McTiernan and then they did. I think he did come back, didn't he? Yeah. So they smoothed so that over and then he did come back like
0: <laughs> what you've got is this this kind it's kinda of like a it's kinda of like a bloody paint by numbers. Yeah. You know, you've got three or four different riders having different cracks and trying to weave all this shit back in. Mm. And also they refused to budge on the release date, which yeah,
1: was the week yeah.
0: after Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park.
1: Yes. The and head of Col- was it Columbia, the head of Columbia didn't want to push yeah. it back. Exactly, and, you know, that was a mistake. That was um, a mistake.
0: Uh, a very large but it mistake.
1: But also, it also, by not budging on that date, it also gave them bugger all time to edit the film. And...
0: Yeah, but they said they were not worried about Jurassic Park, which is filming at the time being directed by only the best director in history, and it's all about, you know, they knew it was going to be about dinosaurs and shit. I'd be going, yeah, let's move. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's get let's get out of the way of this thing, right? And I reckon a bit of breathing room and more time, you could have tweaked the like, action hero to be better. Yeah, I think so. I know that the action scenes are meant to be tongue in cheek, but honestly, they're very, very generic, and that's kind of surprising. Uh, well, for a bloke like Mick with with those, like
2: his his pedigree the action scenes just feel real kind
1: of stale. I mean, looking at something like the funeral scene, it seems like that should have been going large. I mean, it's got a funeral on the top of a skyscraper with a wrecking ball. Like yeah. that sounds <laughs> a mini guns yeah, that sounds side. like what, I, what I'd imagine that the, these, the action sequences should have been. And then they start off on that track when, you know, they get everyone, they're bordering on naked gun when everyone at the funeral pulls out a gun, including nuns and yeah. grandmas and things like that. Yeah. But then, as you said, it just turns into generic auntie action scene.
2: Yeah. And it's like, okay, so how
1: did we end up there? Like, that's where, that's where the, the to me, it's probably the biggest failing of the movie. You should have had more. Like those, the car chase, even the car chase wasn't that great, but it's kind of exciting, and then it's topped off by that silliness at the end. Yeah. It's like but the cherry that, on top, you know.
0: If you're going to blow something up, you blow it up large because this is supposed to be so over the top well, in Jack Slater's world. Exactly. It walks away from, from explosions that are so big, <laughs> Yeah, they would kill a man. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that an action staple? Yeah. And again, but these guys like when if they dive out of the way, and an explosion goes off, and they wake, they get up like nothing's wrong. Yeah,
1: and they get that you know they they set that up earlier where the, you know where that bloke again I got a bit of a chuckle, even though it's fairly you know it's fairly cliched, run of the mill. But when the, the house blows up and Danny goes, yeah. you're all right, they're both dead or something like that, or he's all right, yeah. they're both dead, and then the bloke in the tree goes. Uh, two days to retirement. And <laughs> so yeah, that sets. shit
0: was – and that's parody
1: that I like. That's, yeah, that's where it should be. And, it, it, you know, it happened multiple times, like when um, Mr. Benedict turned up at Arnie's at daughter's house mm. and they start off with like – you know, he, he drops some nice little lines there. They have the, the counterfeit money in the fireplace and you think, okay, well, this is going the, the right sort of way. And he turns up with, you know, a, a whole crew of men. And then Arnie jumps through the roof, grabs the two blokes' guns, shoots them with it, shoots each other with it, and I'm like, okay, well, this is where we should be heading. But again, just devolves into generic shoot the bloke and push him into the wall and things like that. Yeah. Like it should have been, as I said, some some levels should have been up towards kind of Deadpool sort of territory. Yeah.
0: Tons of violence, tons of over-the-top kind of silliness. Yeah,
1: because that's essentially... All. And yeah. you had the ability to play there because that's what it was. Yeah, and it's sort of like Arnie had been doing that sort of stuff in the PG-13 sort of territory, so you probably should have pushed a little further than that, and that's where you get the the extra mileage, I, I think. Yeah. The
2: scene where Danny gets robbed at home... mm
1: that feels really out of place. Yeah, I had exactly the like, same note.
0: I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, like, I didn't even remember it, and I know it. It briefly comes back with the handcuff key.
1: Yeah, but that's it. But still,
0: remember he's got the like handcuff it, it key. It just on felt
1: on him? um. You uh, still got it on him. It, yeah, it just it just felt unnecessary. It's kind of scary, you know. <laughs>
3: You yeah,
0: know, it, like it felt. I mean, I know what they were trying to do was say that New York City, they were trying to portray New York
1: City real. Yeah. New York City yeah. is a scary sort of place. But it seemed like parody New York City as well because <laughs> it was yeah, so scummy. It, it was a really, really poor choice. Yeah, I felt so.
0: And a poor addition, and it was
1: unnecessary. hmm.
0: We did not need it at all.
1: But I didn't think it required it.
0: <laughs> the film, I said before, the film gets bogged down after. Um, for, for quite long stretches yeah um in between action it's scenes it's surprisingly
1: sluggish for what it's supposed yes. to be
0: and the i think the worst scene in the film is Leo the fart
1: yeah yeah
0: i, I just i f- found that entire sequence just to be so boring you didn't even give it didn't even give me
3: a fart gag oh, to no
1: i know, at. I know. <laughs> I was waiting for the fart. <laughs> i was waiting for 20 minutes for a fart gag and i didn't get it
3: I All I got nothing. was the
1: bubble in the tar pit. I thought, nah, not yeah, worth it. I was like, not what?
0: <laughs> worth it. That is, like, talk about a missed
1: opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But that whole sequence
0: was just boring. It, it didn't, it didn't work. It wasn't even that funny. I mean, the only remotely funny part of it was where he goes. He needs a doctor. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> doctor, I'm a doctor. Oh <laughs> yeah, check his chin.
3: <laughs> hey,
1: look over there.
3: Whack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, well, I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, even when, when Arnie goes, he's alive and he, he like he, he he leans down and then does his voice. I mean, that is the perfect setup for a fart gag. Like yeah. Arnie Arnie goes, brruh, he's alive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could have worked perfectly. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt I mean
0: if you can't get a fart gag out of that, there's something
1: yeah, wrong. There is something wrong. Shane Black was not happy with the, the, he reckons it was at an after party or something like that where someone said, so did you write, all, did you write the fuck X yes? or something like that? He was like, no, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I, I think that was, that scene sums up why the movie doesn't work overall. Yeah. And I was probably, I was probably generous with the three, but I was just thinking about the things that you know like a couple of things i noticed more this time around like previously i'd noticed the things like driving out the exit and stuff like that and laughed at him but i hadn't quite paid as much attention to when he's just driving normally and you see just car after car like squealing out of the way and mm. like that those sort of things bumped it up for me a little bit this time around there's, there's another one too that i hadn't really thought i had thought about it but not quite to the extent until i read whose review was it james uh, james he actually wrote that he, he sort of put into words that he felt the biggest misfire was the movie ticket, that mm. Mr Benedict circles all these movies and doesn't use them, like how he's got the yeah. newspaper with all these villains, you know, these movies where he's uh, – and apparently, I don't know which draft it was in. I think it may have been Shane Black's, but I think somebody wrote a scene where they get, like, famous monsters. Yeah. And I felt and that, that could have worked cool because I to think bring them to the Premier, one of the best you know, parts, like one of the best parts, is death. A couple of minutes just at the very end with death, where he's talking to Madigan and he's saying that he was a bit curious because Arnie wasn't on any of his lists and things like that, yeah. which doesn't make sense because he's out of a movie too. He's not in the real world. What list the you fucking yeah. talking about? But I did like the kind of idea, <laughs> and I feel like yeah, it would have been a perfect place to drag out some classic action movie villains for a bit yeah. of a sort of royal rumble, you know?
0: And, Jared, that's where you could have balanced the Jack Slater world with the real world It yeah. actually had the real world to have some of that parody element Yeah, by having these characters brought out
1: yep. to fight against him. Like, I didn't, um, think, um, I didn't think getting the, the, um, the Ripper was such a bad idea. I actually liked that, as, as mm. you mentioned but perhaps the, the rumble with the other movie villains could have been a distra- distraction while he was doing that or something. Yeah. Because it felt like that would have really worked. Yeah,
2: agreed. I think it would have worked.
3: Mm.
2: Look, that's pretty much it
0: for me. The only other thing I had to say is the film kind of, it tries to use Arnie's real-world situation by shooting him in the chest, as a kind of like a, a I don't know, an emotional moment between him and the, and the kid. And then you take him back and he survives and everything yeah. like that. And it's just a flesh wound when he's back in his world. That's great. It just felt a little bit sort of tacked on. And the film kind of goes on <laughs> I mean, far longer than it like, should. <laughs> like, I'm just, I remember just sitting there thinking, well, you know, even when death turns up, which as I, I, I agree with you, I, I kind of like the the, the the idea of death and and being there for, coming for him because he's been shot. But it just again, it just it just dragged this film out longer than it really necessarily had to. Yeah. Be. And to me, a hundred minutes would have been perfect. Yeah. Something like that, just streamlined Titan. And the reason why I think they they couldn't do that is because they had so many
2: riders. So the thing was just bloated.
1: Yeah, bloated's probably the right the right word for it. Leo the fart bloated. Yeah, like Leo the fart level bloated. I'm still I'm still filthy I mean, about that. How do you oh keep me stringing God. along for Anyone. twenty minutes?
0: Even if one of the nuns holding one of the guns just yeah. cuts one
1: anybody.
2: randomly, anybody <laughs> just put a sand yeah, effect
0: yeah, in
1: yeah. there. I, didn't I don't even like... need to know
2: who did it. This is somebody. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, not good enough. Yeah, uh, have you got any other dislikes No, that was pretty
1: much it.
2: All right. That
0: is The Last Action Hero. Now, we're just going to take a quick break and then come back and have a quick chat about some... Because The Last Action Hero was a flop, like a major flop. But we're going to come back and have a quick chat about a couple of films that they were
2: flops, but I still feel uh, they are decent films. Mm-hmm. So... We'll take a quick break and back in a sec.
0: was a flop of pretty heavy proportions, if I'm not mistaken. Lost a fair amount of cash. But not every flop, as far as I'm concerned, is an absolute piece of shit. For every Cutthroat Island or The Postman, you can find a few good ones that just either didn't quite find an audience or were perhaps a little bit over-budgeted and it ended up costing them fairly dearly. Now, the first one I'm going to roll out, Jared, and I think you'd probably be on the same page with me on this, is Dread. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was budgeted at about $45 million and made 41 at the box office. Mate, Dread is a really solid film. Beyond solid, in fact. I really enjoy Dread.
1: Yeah, um, I, like, I, I like it a lot.
0: I think it probably was... Uh, probably a little bit over budgeted, and it just didn't it didn't connect, which is disappointing because you know there's always this talk
2: of a sequel
3: floating
2: yeah. around, an opportunity to do a sequel, uh, mm-hmm. and Carl Urban keeps saying he'd be interested. But let's be honest, it's probably dead, dead by now.
1: Yeah, the only thing uh, the only thing keeping it alive is is probably that the dread is is. It's got legs. People, Some people discovered it after it had already been in the cinemas. And yeah. One thing it also did well was use 3D pretty well. Yeah. When they were trying to punch everything out in 3D, it actually used it pretty well. Yeah, it did. With some of those slow motion sequences and things like that. Yeah, and, I, and look, it's disappointing that it
0: couldn't, it couldn't sort of connect because I, I, as far as budget scale, it's pretty
2: modest really, isn't it? $45 million in this day and age is fairly modest. So really, the fact that unfortunately it couldn't it couldn't grab anything,
0: it couldn't grab any box office dollars, is probably a, an unfortunate situation. So the next one for me is um, some people would probably laugh at this, but it's Waterworld, which was budgeted at a hefty one hundred and seventy five million dollars, but made two hundred and sixty four. And according to reports, well, according to the filmmakers, it made a profit, Jared.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I would question
2: that. <laughs> But as as far as a movie goes, Waterworld's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: it reminds me very much of Mad Max.
1: Yeah, I actually see. I'm, I'm the same. I don't mind Water Waterworld at all. It's not it's not great, but it's it's a solid solid film that just has the reputation that it has because it lost so much money more than sort of. Well, supposedly lost so much money. You're telling me it made a profit? The well, they allege it made a profit. I think that's funny. What's
0: commonly known as um, uh, interesting bookkeeping.
1: Yeah, but normally practices. it's the other way around, right? The movie makes you know five hundred million dollars, but they but the bookkeeping is such that it's in the negative, so they can say that <laughs> no, no, it didn't make money. You can't take a cut of this. But yeah, it's yeah. The reputation is purely because of the money, not necessarily because it's a it's a terrible film because it's not yeah
0: and I mean it looks great it's pretty exciting the acting's pretty decent Dennis Hopper again Dennis Hopper great. I mean, was he allowed to drive a boat was he <laughs>
1: well, was he you
0: know, sober enough to drive a boat <laughs> <laughs> it was possibly done
1: maybe that's why um, he was on jet skis was, was he say one of the ones with <laughs> jet skis <laughs> he just took I off on a jet was, ski uh,
0: strangely absent <laughs> That that film's problem is simply that if it had been budgeted at 100 million, nobody would be saying a word. Yeah.
1: If you had it gone and filmed because, it at the local pool, for example, of <laughs> constructing sets in the because ocean. If
0: you weren't using CGI technology to put Buddy Kevin Costner's hair back in,
3: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah, all right. Good idea. Yep. Now, I'm going to throw one at you, Jared, that surprised me from its budget, and I will say that <laughs> I can understand why this film definitely lost a lot of money, is Heart's War, mm. which was budgeted at an absolutely astonishing $95 million. Shit. $95 million for a POW courtroom sort of <laughs> thriller.
1: Expensive courtroom.
0: Strangely enough it made thirty two
1: million. Were they paying real lawyers or something? Like (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: Yeah. Absolutely fantastic film. I love this film.
1: Yeah, it is a good film. I think it's
0: an absolute gem. Yep. But any idiot who decided that $90 million is the way to go. Shit, we've got this um, script called Hearts War. How much do we, yeah. How much should we budget for? Look, oh, 90 million. I can tell
1: you it wouldn't have been Gregory Hoblet because that was at his, you know, at the stage <laughs> where anything he touched was gold, according to me and you. So. Well, do you think he got $20 million? No, no, he'd be lucky to get $20, the <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I actually – this is probably my favourite one on the list.
1: I actually really like that movie. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think I've got one that will be a little bit higher than that. But, uh,
3: yeah.
0: I, I'm going to throw you, you, this one at you. Terminator Dark Fate. Yep. Had a tidy budget of $196 million and made 261
1: Yeah. You said this was actually all right. Yeah, I quite liked it. I think – I still stand by this. I personally thought it was the best of the Terminator films outside of one and two given what's happened to the franchise recently was it a good call to spend that much money on it not not so no. sure i still too for me that the, the explanation for arnie being in the movie is just ridiculous and i can i can't <laughs> I get over that part shit. of
2: it <laughs> is it fair to say this could have been like one last big payday for arnie possibly yeah possible Um, because
0: that sort of budget is large when you don't have a lot of stars in it. Is James Cameron getting a large payday for that as well? I mean,
1: shit, that budget would give Jason Blum a heart attack.
3: Jason Blum could have made
0: two years worth of films
1: (laughs) (laughs) with that budget.
3: Okay, fine.
1: (laughs) Uh, I just think it was possibly – Po- overindulgent. Well, overindulgent. It possibly suffered from, there seemed to be this, I still don't quite understand, but there's this, you know, backlash with the, you know, the female led action things, which is yeah. funny because, you know, essentially Sarah Connor was a, was a big part of the older films, but it was just, I guess that Arnie was the name that was on the posters. But yeah, you know, b- but bringing Sarah Connor back for a big role and having the, the female Terminator and the new female sort of figure that's in the movie as well, I don't know, it's just seemed I can't help but think that that played a part, which is a bit sad for mine because I prefer to just judge it on the merits of whether it's actually a good movie or not, Um, and I felt it was a pretty good movie. I actually think The Terminator was probably the best one we've had in a little while as well. But, yeah, So it sounds like it, I mean, I haven't seen this, just, um, you know,
0: letting everyone know I haven't actually seen this film, but it sounds like there was plenty of good ingredients there.
1: Yeah, like for sure, like,
0: and and they were mixed together or right. yeah,
1: I I can tell you when I was sitting in the cinema watching it, I was I was really pleased to have Sarah Connor back. There was portions of the movie where I was just like, "Yep,
0: were this you was great. like that during
1: Terminator Genesis? Surprisingly, no,
3: because
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that shit, it was
1: fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and it would have had a similar probably budget, I reckon, but it made, I think, $400 million. And even prior to that coming out, I've was n- I was never been huge on Amelia Clark as in terms of acting chops, so I wasn't so sure how she was going to go as, as Sarah Connor, and I don't think she did a very good job there. But uh, they made the wise move in Terminator Dark Fate 2 to do what's now become accepted is just to wipe away other sequels, just forget about them. And just go with your own story. That's just completely disconnected, which is fine by me. Yeah. Like, I think if you've got a good totally idea agree. to offer, you, you you go you go for that that option. But yeah, it just it, for whatever reason, it just didn't connect. Maybe people weren't looking for another Terminator movie. Maybe they maybe it was a three strikes near out. <laughs> 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 now, if only that was being um, used for other franchises. <laughs>
0: I'm going to throw one at you that's probably the biggest budget of the lot. Yep. And I think, yeah, it's pretty easy to work out why this didn't really connect. The Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget, and made two hundred and sixty. Yep. Uh, it's pro. To me, it's pretty simple to why this this was you've got reasonably to, entertaining.
1: You've got to spend money to make money. <laughs> 10 million. Spent. This was
0: a reasonably entertaining little adventure picture, but it was three hours long. Yeah. For starters. Yep. And your main star wasn't really the star, so to speak. No. You know, like the main character. Yeah. Which I think hurt you because you were trying to kind of connect it with, um, because it was the same people behind Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to connect those dots, and it's probably one of those things where it wasn't really judged
2: on its own what it, what actual, you know, quality of film it was, it was more about, oh, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, even though it's by the makers of Pirates of the Caribbean, it's not the same and it didn't, and people just kind of weren't interested. Yeah. Plus, I'm also not really sure what Johnny Depp was trying to do. <laughs> no, I'm
1: not sure many oh, people that were. That
0: shit was kind of out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Is, and And maybe that didn't connect well either.
1: No. I've got to be honest, I was actually really excited when I heard they were making a Lone Ranger movie. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I, the reason I was excited was because at the time I was I'd had read a run of comics where someone tried to sort of bring, bring in the Lone Ranger back. I thought they did a pretty good job. And I was sort of um, – there was another one around a similar time called The Sixth Gun, which is kind of like a supernatural sort of Western thing that's really? also really good, really, really good stuff. And I thought – this might be the right time to, to take some of these elements and bring them back. Um, mm. But they just didn't yeah. take many of them at all. I don't really know what they – I don't know what Johnny Depp was going for. Like, no. uh, but, yeah, I agree. I didn't hate the movie again. Um, no. It's another I one that just kind of sits was, there but- and, Yeah. It's it's another missed opportunity. I still kind of I'm still pining for a for a sort of western type adventure flick like that. I th- I still think you can you can work something and and having, you know, played things like Red Dead now Not even more so. There's mileage there, you know. God, who doesn't want to whip up some dodgy hooch yeah, and sell
0: yeah. it on the black market, Red Dead
1: style? Well, you know, um, um, if you're the sidekick, we'll be attempting to whip <laughs> up some hooch but accidentally get chased out of town because you, you're pilfering <laughs> bloody stuff from and people's you. saddlebags. <laughs> get chased out of town with a pitchfork.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the last one for me was um, 2016's Ghostbusters. Yep it cost 144 million made 229 copped a lot of heat yeah. about the fact that it was an all female group and it wasn't using the characters from the original two films which quite frankly is ludicrous considering they're
1: all in their 60s mm. one of them's also deceased mind yeah. you one of them um, doesn't want a bar of it, or didn't you know? Didn't
0: want to borrow it, and then someone said he's a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think I, I, I get the feeling that the new Ghostbusters that they've got is um, attaching itself to those original movies in a more interesting, like a more palatable way.
1: Yeah.
0: It's probably still going to have those older guys in it briefly. Yep. Playing the characters that they were. But this one, for me, I thought it was all right. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't mind it.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. I think again the the mistake was trying to, to forge your own path, seemingly. Like um, because you didn't attach it to the original characters in some way, people just seem to take that as you're not respecting it or something. Like I don't know. It, it really I couldn't it's bloody ludicrous. I couldn't really understand the bloody hornet's nest that <laughs> it seems to have kicked over during production. You kicked
0: up a shitload of
1: of bad press. Yeah.
0: I mean, I couldn't. I could not believe it. Like when I went and saw it, I thought, I, "I can't imagine what I'm about to watch
1: here." Yeah. You know? See, the I, thing like, is, all I'd heard was this bad, bad violence. Yeah. The thing is, look, I'm not going to pretend that there, there isn't some of these movies that come out where they just decide to to do the same idea but with an all female cast or something that I don't roll my eyes at because there are ones that I do. Like when I heard the Ocean's Eleven one, I was like, Jesus. I mean, Ocean's Eleven with the men ran out of steam. Like, why are you going there? This one, when I heard about it, I heard the casting of a couple of women that were in comedies that I really enjoyed. Someone like Kate McKinnon, who I find quite funny. You know, I was pretty excited to see what she had to offer. And then when they said, you know, chucking them into a Ghostbusters type scenario, I thought, hey, I don't think that sounds like such a bad idea.
0: Yeah. And to me- I felt they got it pretty well right. Yeah, in the same kind of ballpark and feel of the first two. Yeah, and the fact that they all had they, they all cameoed yeah. like all the characters. Not, not in that same characters, except um, I think Ernie Hudson might have been.
1: Well, it seemed character. like it. Yeah, that wasn't totally clear, like but it. it seemed like it might have been.
0: Oh, and I think it was possibly Sigourney Weaver. Was it her character, uh, she was right at the
1: end. I can't actually remember, to be honest.
0: She was right at the end. Actually, no, she wasn't because she was into art and stuff in the in the original films. Mm. She was like a scientist in that one. But overall, I thought it was pretty good, and I I, I kind of couldn't quite understand the shit it was getting.
1: No, neither could I. Honestly, I understand
0: that one. That's, that's it for me. That's all I've got on my list. Yeah, well, my list had a, had a
1: couple of similar ones, but I'm just going to throw one more into the mix. Yep. Grindhouse. Grindhouse? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So not a massive yeah, budget, I... but didn't return a lot of cash on the budget and then no, subsequently got split for other markets like ours. We didn't get the opportunity to watch it. I actually did, sorry. I watched it as it was originally cut. Um, Didn't you see it in the cinema in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. So no? I'd seen it. I'd, I'd seen him in the cinemas prior, but then I I got the chance to watch actually the Grindhouse rather than the cut into two movies version. One of my one of my mates in Melbourne sort of invited me along to to check it out. I probably wouldn't have actually noticed it was on until he he uh, advised me that there was a cinema that did this sort of stuff, and then yeah, I went along and checked it out with him, and it was it was awesome to be able to see it like that. But yeah, I think it That's was a really around. Interesting one I think it was around seventy mil or something like that, and I think the American take was only about twenty five or thirty. Yeah, so. I think that
2: one had the issue of grindhouse films are kind of like a their a niche mm. for starters. Yep. It was long in, in its initial cut; it
0: would have been quite long. Yeah, but that was kind of the gist of it, though. You're supposed to get that vibe. Yeah the two movies back-to-back with all the trailers and the guts and everything like that, and, you know. Well, that was the appeal for that. certain people. The appeal was you're seeing a 70s Grindhouse film in the in the 2000s.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and for, I think, again, a niche market's probably where that that sort of fell.
1: Correct. Um, but in terms to of... To
0: uh, so that much money probably... It's a bit like sort of your Terminator Dark Fate. Was it really necessary to spend that much yeah, money? Yeah, but
1: when you think about it, it's a Tarantino picture and a Robert Rodriguez picture. It's two movies, you know? Yeah. So you you, you you're so you movies, movies, but, yeah, the, the, I guess when you're looking at the box office, it is paying for one movie, essentially, because they were yes. selling one ticket. But what was, why couldn't you sell a premium ticket? Why couldn't you sell a twenty five dollar ticket or something like that? You know, there was—I yeah. think there was probably other ways they could have gone than splitting the film. But anyway, it's—it's uh, it's not my favorite Tarantino. I'm not a—I'm not a massive on Death Proof. I do enjoy it, but there's parts of I it, it, that it I think it might don't. have also
0: been hampered by that. Yeah,
1: there's, um, there's, uh, Planet Terror was was great
0: fun,
2: and then Into Death Proof, which was kind of fairly. I don't know. It was something, something was a tad off
0: with Death Proof. I would love to have seen him for his Grindhouse one do a slasher.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: I think I'd
0: love to see what he would do with that.
1: Yeah. But I appreciated what they did with Grindhouse. Like I, I, I was still to this day, I think it was a great idea. Um, trying to bring that old sort of drive through kind of thing to the to the cinemas, trying to bring an experience that you used to get and allowing yeah. allowing people to have a bit of fun with it, like the people that made the fake trailers. I mean, obviously, we loved Machete so much that we got <laughs> the Machete okay. movie, which yeah. I love too. But Death Proof, not my favourite, but Planet Terror, I fucking it's love awesome. it. Planet Terror. I love it. Yeah.
0: And I think you, you hit the nail on the head there by saying experience, and I think that's what people didn't really understand.
1: Yeah. Or they
0: didn't really want or they didn't get. You know what I mean? Like well, if people just, who didn't
1: yeah. know what, the, what they were going for, if they just say, oh, Grindhouse, but don't actually know why it's called Grindhouse. Or, and I think, unfortunately, that turned out to be a fair portion of the audience. They wander in and yeah. start watching Death uh, Planet Terror, sorry, and they think, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, you missed, missed the, what it was actually going for. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's, that's quite sad because it was doing something that, like that's that's one thing Tarantino does really well and that is being able to kind of hit all these genres and stuff he's interested in and they're not, they are not things that you'd think mainstream audiences would be full No. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at that, it's a fantastic, it's a phenomenal film but I'm thinking young people won't be interested in this but it. He just seems to be out, uh, he has that knack of being able to get people interested. Yeah. And it's sad that he couldn't get people interested in grind. Well, I
1: think, it was, funnily it was enough, cool. even though I'm sort of defending it, I think Death Proof was one of the ones where it was, um, I think that was the one where it was kind of, he didn't do a good job of getting people interested in it. I think he indulged some of what he wanted a little too much in that one. Um, yeah. But even so. A little bit I, like
2: Kill Bill 2.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, a bit like that. Yep. That's a, that's a good choice, though. That's a good choice. But there you go. Even if the film's a flop, it doesn't mean it's an absolute piece of crap. <clears throat> All right. That is the end of our episode on Last Action Hero. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at inet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us on all those platforms so we can um, spread the word out. Now, keep an eye out on our Facebook page for information on the next movie. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia
2: or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.